Thank you for joining the Together Church Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Our prayer is is that today's message will inspire you and help you move closer to Jesus. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning and welcome to Together Church. Thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, no matter where you are, I just want to say thank you for being a part of our worship online. If we've never met, my name is Robbie. I'm the senior pastor here at Together. And today we're just going to talk about and celebrate the fact that Jesus is enough. Now, I can't believe that the last time that we physically gathered together was on March the 15th. Over these last few months, you and I have done a lot of learning, haven't we? Like, we've learned new things. Think about this. We had to learn how to interact with people. Like, we had to learn not to shake hands. We've had to learn that you can't go hug people. Think about all that has changed in these last few months. I mean, school shut down. Athletic events have been canceled. We couldn't even go into our favorite restaurants and sit at a table and eat. What I would give for a good taco right now. I mean, we worshiped together through the internet. Church became digital. And when we thought that we had seen everything, we had to quickly wrap our minds around the fact that toilet paper was the most important item sought after during this entire pandemic. Note to self that when the apocalypse comes and the end of the world's going to happen, stock up on toilet paper. Now we know. I'm just kidding. But you think about everything that we thought was safe and comfortable, it quickly went away, didn't it? Of all the things that we've learned over these past few months, I hope that we've grasped the fact that when everything else feels empty, when everything else goes away, Jesus is enough. He fills the voids. Think about the word enough with me for just a moment. There's something about that word. Think about how we use that word. Like, I have enough time. I have enough money. I have enough gas to make it to the next exit. Or I have enough snacks for the kids to make this road trip. The word enough offers us this sense of security, doesn't it? But but what about the times when there's not enough? Maybe that medical bill came in and you just found out that your insurance wasn't enough to cover the expense. Maybe you received a letter like I did a few years ago from the IRS that just letting you know that you didn't pay enough for the taxes. They were so kind to send a bill with that, weren't they? I want to tell you some good news today. No matter what you're walking through, no matter what has left you empty, no matter what you're about to walk through, or no matter what you're walking out of, Jesus is enough. He's enough. He will never, ever not be enough. I love that. Over these past few months, the verse that has stuck with me that I've been processing has been a letter that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and it says this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Sufficient. It means it's enough. This is the promise of God. Look at the verse. It says that My grace is sufficient. If God's grace is sufficient to save us, then surely it's sufficient to keep us and strengthen us in times of need. You may be feeling extremely weak or beaten down or discouraged by life right now, but when you declare that Jesus is enough, you're actually calling on the strength of Jesus, and His strength is a perfect match for my weakness. If you know anyone who's been diagnosed with with leukemia, you know that they may need a bone marrow transplant. 
The, the sickness makes them extremely weak and it makes them sick. And they need someone who has the perfect match in bone marrow. Through that perfect match, it's enough for them to be able to recover and to be made well. When, when the Bible says that his strength is made perfect in weakness, it means that his DNA is the perfect match for your weakness. Think about the people that Paul's writing to here in Corinth. I mean, he's, he's writing this letter and these people, they've been thieves, they've been greedy men, they've been drunkards, they've been slanders and swindlers. And yet, God was able to make all grace abound towards them. His grace is sufficient for us. He is enough. So don't minimize what it means for Christ to be enough for us. It's easy to say that Jesus is enough, but sometimes we live life like Jesus is just not quite enough. We always have this feeling that we have to add to what God gives. I mean, do you all get that same urge sometimes or is it just me? You get the feeling that we need to help God. I love what the writer of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes says. He reminds us that we do not need to add anything. Hey, look what he says. He says, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken away. God has done it so that people fear before him. What is he saying? Don't minimize it. Don't shrink it. Don't start adding to it. Just believe that there is enough in Jesus. He sustains. We are so good at shrinking what it means to say that Christ is enough. Some people's idea of sufficient is just enough. I remember in college, my definition of sufficiency in my Spanish class was to get a D because to me, a D stood for degree. But it wasn't enough to pass the class. That's all I needed. But my definition failed me because I needed more. And it just wasn't enough. Sufficiency in Jesus means that he and he alone is enough. Jesus has sufficiently saved you. He has secured your future. And he and he alone has empowered you to live a life that glorifies him. Paul continues in his writing. When we move over to Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, he said here, There is not a Greek or Jew or circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, scathian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. When we say Christ all in all, well, here's what we're really saying. It means... Everything that we need is in Him. And we find contentment in that. There's nothing outside of Jesus that we need. He and He alone becomes the centerpiece of our lives that holds all things together. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul writes these words. He says, He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. If you're looking for something that's going to hold your life together, Christ is enough. If you're looking for something that can hold your future, Jesus is enough. There is a lot of all inside Christ all. He is in all and he is all. We need to believe that all we need is Jesus. The way it's described in the scripture is so powerful. In Colossians, he says, for in him dwells all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything that is God is in Christ. All the fullness of the Godhead 
is in him. In Jesus lays all the fullness of God, the enoughness of God in bodily form. It's the promise of the Holy Spirit. He says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who is our God, who is our advocate, who is our comforter, is in Christ. So when we declare that Jesus is enough, we're not just uttering some encouraging words. We're declaring a promise that Jesus is all we need. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the grace. It's the love of God. Sometimes we may have this thought that I have Christ, but what about something else? Sometimes it's not that we don't want Jesus. It's just that we want Jesus and something else. And the reason being is because we have not found contentment in our relationship with Christ. Everything that we ever need is found in Jesus. But our human nature... It either wants to add or take away. This is the problem. This is my problem. I can say and believe that Jesus is enough, but my mind is a control freak when it's not focused on Jesus. It wants to worry. It wants to try to work the problem out. There's this intellectual pride. It means that we trust ourselves more than we trust God. It means that we put more faith in ourselves than we do in God. And if I enthrone my intellect above Jesus, then I dethrone the Spirit of God in my life. I dethrone that Jesus is enough. The Bible tells us that He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him and all things are created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether they're thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things, everything, all things were created through him and, you ready? Through him and for him. What, what do you do? What do you enthrone in your life that's before Jesus? The word says that he is before all the thrones. He is before all the dominions. He is before all authority. He is above it all. What a great reminder for us, even today, that Jesus is in control and nothing happens outside of his knowing. Our minds have to wrap around that promise. Our human nature finds it really hard to believe that Jesus is enough. Our flesh wants to rule our choices. Sometimes the ghost of the old nature tries to resurrect itself, but we have to put that to death. If then you have been raised with Jesus in this new life, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated because he's seated at the right hand of God. Paul teaches us how to fully grasp this thought of Jesus being enough. He says, if you want to grasp this thought, if you want to understand Jesus being enough, then you have to set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, when we declare that Jesus is enough, we're telling the old nature, the things that still want to lie and cheat, we're telling that old nature that the foundations of living a spirit-filled life is in Jesus. The Colossians, just like the Galatians, they couldn't believe that Christ was enough. 
They attempted to add their own rules and their own regulations. And when Jesus is enough, it's out of the overflow of Jesus being enough that you will live a spirit-filled life because he will be your dependency and he will be your contentment because out of the overflow of Jesus being enough, you recognize his grace is enough to overcome the temptations that will try to rob and destroy you. And out of the overflow of Jesus being enough, you're not trying to find your way in Christ through guilt and through condemnation and, and by trying to do more to prove that he's enough. Let me tell you something. And this is, I believe, it will set you free today. We do not have to try to appease our God. If we try to appease God through keeping rules and laws, that will never be enough. There is nothing that you and I could ever do to appease God. Trying to appease God is like a piece of bad food. It may look okay, but it's not going to do you any good. It's against you. It's contrary to who you are. Paul said in Galatians 5, it was for liberty that Christ set you free. Now make sure that you stay free. Don't get tied up again in the slavery to the law. Liberty changes the way that you and I live. Think about every part of our lives. We stay free by meditating on the thought that Jesus is enough. The word meditate actually means to chew the cud. Think about a cow. In other words, you should get all the nutrients out of it and swallow it and then recall it again and chew on it some more and swallow it again and then chew on it all day long and you'll be mindful of that, able to believe that and act as if that is true. In order for Jesus to be enough in your life, there are some things that you're going to have to say enough to. Now, what do you need to say enough to this morning? Is there a worry you got to say enough with this worry? Is there a thought that's enough with this thought? No more. Is it legalism? No more legalism. Enough of that. Tell those things that are trying to exalt themselves above Christ, those things that are trying to add to Christ being enough, tell them enough. We're done today. You got to go. When you believe that he's enough, you keep pushing forward in the calling that God has placed on your life. When you lose your view of future, you tend to go back to the past. Think about what we've talked about over the past few weeks. Peter was a fisherman when Jesus took him and said, follow me. As it seemed like all hope in Jesus was lost, Peter went back to his job fishing when, when Jesus was crucified and he went back to the past and some of the other disciples followed. Anyone who loses their vision for the future will always return back to the past. But if you believe that Jesus is enough, you can say, I, want to, I don't want to be ripped off by the rules and the regulations and trying to do it on my own strength. I, I don't want to be ripped off by allowing the world to keep me emptied and broken. Enough is enough because Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. And when you find that Jesus is all you have left, you discover that Jesus is all that you need. He's all that you need. Let that sink in today. He is enough. You don't need anything else. You need to focus and find your contentment on him. Your life feels miserable. Put your contentment in Jesus. All things hold together. If your world's falling apart, you need to find your way back to Jesus.